Welcome to Banking on KC. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us for this episode. It's a special milestone for Banking on KC because this episode is our 150th and we're so grateful to you, to all of our listeners who tune in each week to learn more about the people and the organizations that are shaping Kansas City. We truly appreciate your support. Our guest today, Lenora Payne, has certainly been shaping the technology industry here in Kansas City and the region for coming up on 20 years. She is the CEO of Technology Group Solutions, also known as TGS. Lenora, welcome to our 150th episode and a special congratulations to you, too, on your recent top ranking in the Business Journal's list of minority-owned businesses. That's quite an achievement. Thank you very much. It's not me. It's the whole team. (laughs) Well, that sounds like you. (laughs) No wonder you're doing so well. You know, let's talk about technology first. It is so broad. It can mean so many things. So talk to us about where TGS fits into the technology world. What niche do you serve? TGS provides a broad portfolio of quality IT services and solutions for today's business environment. We uh, offer a variety of products and solutions to our clients. It could be sourcing of hardware, software, security, which is top now, cloud computing, network solutions, storage. And we got a cabling division that does low voltage infrastructure and cabling. We do short and long-term projects. So I say TGS is a cradle-to-grave solution in the IT uh, business. One of the things that I find fascinating about your origin story, Lenora, about the origin of of TGS is that you were ready to retire, basically. You had, from what I understand or what I remember about your story, you were in a good place and and you could retire and you still had a long life ahead of you. And then you started a business. (laughs) Why did you, what what made you do that? I... (laughs) had worked so hard in all those years. Uh, I had built me a custom-made home, and uh, my boys were grown, and I started TGS, and that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, but what was the opportunity? Well, stored in all of this, um, at the time, it was a large telecommunication company called United Telecom in Kansas City. And I, like I said, I was an inside support rep, and they had just gotten brought by a company called Sprint. And they would ask me, hey, Lenore, do you know a minority that cut grass, IT, paint, or anything? No, they just keep coming back asking. And they always asked about IT. So back in 2004, maybe four or early five, uh, one of the guys I supported, Frank Martin and Doug Bush, we all worked together at another IT company sitting around drinking coffee, shooting the breeze, and we all decided to start TGS. That's what started it, that large communication company. It was a push for diversity spend to help minority businesses grow. And we took the plunge. And I have never regretted it, never regretted it. Lenora, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? I would say it was my mother. Growing up, we would go to garage sales and I was, you know, to get clothes. So my mother started buying clothes for people that's not in our size at home. And I said, what are you doing? She says, I think I'm going to open up a business. So she started selling clothes, used clothes. And then one day she was 
at a garage sale and found some antiques. And that started a whole new business. My mother gave up the clothing business and focused on antiques and jewelry. She taught herself the business. And I am so proud that she did that. I love antique jewelry. That's my weakness. But if it wasn't for my mother, I don't think I would have ever done this, stepping out like she did. It was my mother. I owe her a lot. Yeah, so she inspired you. She picked up some of her entrepreneurial traits. And and importantly, I think this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize when they get started, is that when you're running a business, it's going to be a lot of hard work. Some people have a glamorous idea of entrepreneurship and business ownership, but you knew better because I bet you were working with your mom too. Yes, it's a lot of hard work. You don't cut it off from eight to five. No. <laughs> exactly. And, and here now you are, you own a multi-million dollar business. You get lots of recognition, write-ups and publicity. You win lots of awards, but I'm sure it hasn't always been easy. People see all the accolades and they don't see what goes on underneath the surface. How have you maintained that steady, sustainable year over year growth, Lenora? I tell my employees, follow through. Kansas City is so small. Everybody knows everybody. If you mess up something, your name will be out there. So follow through. That's how we get a lot of referrals because they know what we can do and we're going to follow through and do it on time. And if, you know, everything is not perfect, if you're going to see a hiccup on the way, just be up front with the client and say, hey, uh, such and such happened and it won't be available until such and such day. Just keep them abreast what's going on. Follow through. That's what that's the main thing. And it sounds simple, but it's really difficult, especially when you've grown to the number of employees that you have to continue to get that message out there to all of them and to continue that kind of a culture can be difficult. About five years ago, I'm, I'm thinking it was around 2017, TGS moved into a larger space and that was so that you could accommodate a Midwest technology center. Tell us about your goals for that center and where things stand now with it. We moved into a facility a little over 22,000 square feet and roughly 50% of it's warehousing and the, uh, the remaining is offices and conference room. Our whole goal was to get the community aware of IT. We work a lot with Centric Training Facility and about a year ago, TGS started a SHIPS program. We wanted to help inner city kids get into IT. We work with the Kansas City, Missouri School District and the KCK School District for high school kids to let them know what's available in IT. It's just not always hardware, what people think of. It's software, how to install it and everything. It's the CEO challenge here in Kansas City with 12 large companies have committed to help us to grow the IT with minority individuals. And it's taken off and it's really developing and helping us quite a bit. So here at the Midwest Technology Center, we'll bring them in, give them an overview on a day-to-day -day what's going on in IT world. Okay. And do they get a chance to work on real world projects then? Yes. I mean, wow. if you break fix, you want to fix a computer, install software, we're teaching them how to do that. It's, it's an apprenticeship program for them. And I'm hoping that they will continue and grow and, and finally say, hey, I want to be in IT when I grow up too. It's just not for high school students. So I hope they really stay into this field. When it comes to delivering services, 
you've likened your company to a candy bar. Explain what you're talking about when you say that, <laughs> Lenora. <laughs> okay, everybody likes a candy bar. So you're delivering it on your commit and you're going to eat that whole candy bar. So that's what it is. You're enjoying chunking down, especially me, chocolate and nuts. That's my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's what it is. I'm enjoying eating my candy bar. <laughs> so when you open up a candy bar, you commit to the whole darn thing. So when you're out exactly. there delivering, when, you, when you're out there delivering exactly. services, you're committing to from A to Z, making sure that customer's happy. Right. And don't drop up piece of chocolate. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too valuable. Yeah, that's right. That's right. As you've grown, Lenora, what resources have you tapped into here in Kansas City in order to expand? Um, networking, to spread the word about if we're looking for engineers, admin support, even the clients to the chamber events. Uh, we're a member of a lot of the chambers and a lot of our staff are out there just you know, just networking. Uh, you'd be surprised the people that you run into. You have really taken advantage of a lot of the, uh, like you said, the chambers, uh, the Women's Business Center, and so many of the resources here in Kansas City. Yeah, get out there and network with, like you said, the women's group and the chambers. That's how you spread the word. You, they get to know you. You've cultivated a winning culture among your team. You just alluded to that just a bit, but expand on that. What is the core to that culture? How, how have you created that? We do have a superior team. One thing I like about the TGS family, we all get along. I see if we're working on a project and someone uh, quite don't understand it, there's someone they can ask and that person will step up and help that individual. I don't care if it's IT, admin or whatever. It's just... It's just like a family here. You've said before on many occasions that you've been the only woman or the only minority in the room. So what advice do you have for other women and entrepreneurs of color who are trying to break into the tech industry? Don't be afraid. You're going to make some mistakes. But once you make a mistake, you'll correct it and you'll follow through. It's not easy. I started in IT over, oh, Kelly, I'm telling my age, over 40 years ago. And I was an inside support rep. Uh, I would do server configuration, only minority and a woman. And it, it was hard, but long as you follow through, people will respect you. Tell us about your relationship, TGS's relationship with the African-American Cisco partner community. Sure. Cisco in the United States looked at all their African-American partners and only eight reached out, the Cisco reached out to us based on our goals. They have committed $50 million to these eight partners over the next five years to continue our growth. Well, I should say four years now left. So like engineers, if I need engineers on my staff, I just hey, this is what I need to increase our growth. I need to get engineers. I need to get technical people. I need to get salespeople. $50 million Cisco has committed. So I'm very, very proud of the TGS family. And I'm the only female. <laughs> so that says a lot. I am so proud of our staff. When you say that if you needed an engineer, 
uh, you would have access. Does that mean that the you would have the funds to go hire those engineers, or does that mean that they have a pool you can tap into, a talent pool you can tap into? Both. Both. If we have somebody, they would provide us funding for their salaries and training and so forth. I am just very, very fortunate we have this opportunity because it is so hard to find people. And, you know, the last couple of years, everybody has been struggling. And with this commitment through Cisco, all we're going to do is continue to grow our business. You're well known in the business community, not just for your business prowess. And, you know, you have some very big customers like the Kansas City Chiefs and, you know, some of the the other well-known names. But you're also well known for your philanthropy and especially for your support of organizations that benefit women and children. Why is that important to you? Well, as growing up, you know, back in the early 60s and you know, being a minority, you were rejected all the time. And I know how it feels to be on that side. So I always try to give back to women and children because I want to block that stereotype. Being out networking, you see women and kids, especially kids that have a disability, and people kind of turn their face away from them. And I just want to spread the word. You need to give back to the community. They're human just like you are. So um, that I, that's why I do it for the women and children, because I know what they're going through, and I've been there. Sure. So, so helping to build that self-worth and confidence, and, and when you, you start with individuals, but then it becomes a community-wide, um, people throughout the community then benefit from the skills and the talents that those people have, right? That, that is so, you hit it right, Kelly. <laughs> Why do you stay in Kansas City, Lenora, as your business has become more and more successful as TGS's footprint expands? I mean, I think you have offices now in four markets. Why do you choose to stay here in Kansas City? You know, I've traveled all over the United States and overseas, you know, vacation and everything. But Kansas City is so friendly. You see people, they always smile Men open up the door for you. They're just a, Kansas City is a happy city. That's why I love Kansas City. You know, I think about moving. I said, no, and maybe it's the four seasons we get, except for the winter one. But uh, Kansas City is a friendly city, clean city. And I like it here. And I think that's what keeps me here. What's the future for TGS? Oh, we'll continue to grow. Um, I have a lot of good people here. A lot of people refer other people to come work for us. And even clients refer uh, other clients here. So we'll continue to grow and expand. I just want us to see how big the business will continue to grow. Wish you the best of luck with that growth. Thank you for all that you are doing, not just from a business standpoint, but from uh, a community standpoint, too, with uh, getting urban children involved in IT and with all of the support that you provide to organizations that serve women and children. Thank you so much, Lenora. Thank you, Kelly. This is Joe Close, president of Country Club Bank. Thank you to Lenora Payne for being our guest on this 150th milestone episode of Banking on KC. Like the other innovators, entrepreneurs, civic leaders, and nonprofit professionals who have been guests on this podcast, Lenora's grit and determination have not only driven her business's success, 
but also improve Kansas City, this place we call home. When we launched Banking on KC three years ago, our goal was to shine a light on the people who shape our community, who step up to create a better experience for everyone, economically, socially, and culturally. As we celebrate the 150th episode of Banking on KC, we say thank you to our guests, to our listeners, and to everyone in this community who changes Kansas City for the better each day in ways large and small. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're banking on you, Kansas City. Country Club Bank, member FDIC.